0: From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. The holiday season isn't such a happy time of year for people who are grieving. Here with me to discuss how to cope with the holidays is Walt Stein from the community organization Hope for Bereaved. Welcome to HealthLink on Air, Walt.
1: Thank you, Amber, for having me.
0: Now, I know that Hope for Bereaved offers a class every year called Coping with the Holidays. Can you tell us about this class? Who is it for?
1: The class is for anybody who's going through that first holiday season after the death of a loved one. You know, as you had mentioned, that first holiday season could be the hardest one to go through because we're hurting, we're grieving, and we're just missing them. And it brings about a lot of sorrow and hurt. And this class is to help people to understand that the holiday season, we can get through it. And we offer suggestions and tidbits of how to get through that holiday. And we also offer suggestions for those who are trying to help the bereaved, help them to help the bereaved to get through the holiday.
0: Now, what age um, children might be involved in this?
1: As far as children, we have a program that we're going to do with the youth that's on us in another room, and it's going to be them making an ornament in memory of their loved one. Okay. And when they're in that room and they're making the ornament, the people who are working with the children will talk about grief and they'll talk about that holiday and how they can get through the holiday. You know, telling them that it might be a little painful, you know, there may be times where memories will come up, but you will get through. And keeping in mind that even though your loved one may not be here physically, but they're here within your heart at the holiday.
0: Well, let me ask you about Grief in general. What, what's the definition of grief?
1: Grief is the reaction to a death. I had recently looked into some research about the meaning between bereaved and grief. And bereaved is the process we go through when we grieve. Grieving is the reaction to the death. And when we grieve, it could be a range of emotions from anger to rage to fatigue, depression, anxiety. There's a whole gamut of different feelings and emotions that we go through. But what I tell people when they come into hope is that you may not go through every single one of them, but we guarantee that you will go through several of them.
0: So you mentioned emotions, but there's probably some physical manifestations as well, right? Yes. If
1: we don't do, If we don't handle our grief in a proper way, a lot of times we end up with headaches, fatigue, uh, stomach problems, lack of sleep. So we may, some people find that they can't get out of bed in the morning. Well, they want to do a sleep. Others feel like they can't sleep because the emotions are so strong or their anxiety level may be too high where they can't relax and allow themselves to sleep.
0: How, how long does grief last normally?
1: it all depends on the person and you know our ability to work through it but what we tell people is grief is a process there is no timeline but the thing that we have to do is we have to acknowledge the grief we have to talk about it and if we're the person if we're someone who is helping the person who is bereaved and grieving we have to keep our expectations slow on that person. Don't expect that person to jump up and do things like they normally would. We have to accept the fact that it may take them longer to do things. They may not be able to do it right now. And what we need to do is to be patient with them. And the most important thing that we can do for them is just to listen. If they tell us the same story five times, that's okay. Let them tell it because sometimes they have to tell it several times in order to get through it. But sometimes it's a shock and we're we're still in disbelief that the person died if it was a sudden death, like a car accident, maybe a drug overdose, or a massive heart attack. Sometimes we got to talk about it several times so it becomes it takes it out of being a shock to reality.
0: So I know that grief is a process that may take a different amount of time for different people. Does it, if you feel like you've processed things, do you see that it could resurrect around the holiday time?
1: Yes, and sometimes we even tell people, not just around the holiday, but even if there's another death, sometimes the grief from the previous death will come back up, the emotions come back up. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I have found is that when, if we process the grief in a healthy way, when those feelings do come up again, they don't come up as strong. And we find that we're able to handle them because we dealt with it. We know that this is not a permanent thing. It's only temporary.
0: So let's talk about what advice you offer for getting through the holiday time.
1: If you are the person who is grieving at the holiday season, one of the things, as I mentioned a little while ago, is keep our expectations down. Don't expect ourselves to get out there and get everything done, do all the shopping, cook the dinner, all that stuff. Because that puts more anxiety on top of what we're already feeling. The most important thing we can do is to slow down. And if we are somebody who maybe has a routine every year, we went to midnight mass or we went to synagogue for Hanukkah, whatever the holiday might be that we're celebrating, change it up. Go to a different service. Go to a different church or synagogue for that service because you're putting yourself in a whole different environment. And the memories won't be as strong as going to the the thing that you've done year after year.
0: Because you're right. I mean, there's a lot of traditions tied up Mm -hmm. with all the holidays. And if you're used to doing them with a certain person who's no longer there, it's likely to be a sad Situation. it is
1: painful because you, you know as you're sitting there you're imagining them sitting next to you and but they're not there and you and you're missing them and this way if you go somewhere else it's a whole different environment it's and it helps to ease that feeling of missing
0: this is upstate's health link on air i'm your host amber smith and i'm talking about grief in the holidays with walt stein from hope for bereaved I've heard about some people who will set the table for the meal and leave an empty seat for the person who's missing. Do you recommend that or not?
1: We do. We do recommend that. Another thing that was told to me when I went to Hope was to light a candle at the table and tell people this candle represents my loved one and you can mention her name and sitting in the middle of the table, that makes them present at your table. It makes you feel like they're a part of your celebration.
0: Good idea. I've also read that after a death, material things can seem a lot less meaningful. What do you recommend regarding gift giving?
1: Well, as far as giving gifts to other people? Sure. Well, that first year over grieving, you can keep it very small, the gift. It doesn't have to be anything big. Or you can even do a gift certificate and just say, you know, it's been a rough year this year and I just was not up to it and give them a gift certificate. Keep it simple.
0: What about uh, ways to avoid the holidays entirely? Do you see people who just Christmas is too much? I, I can't do it. I've got to get away.
1: That's very common. It is. Yes. We have a lot of people that will come that will take a trip to Disney World. They'll go to maybe Miami or somewhere other than Syracuse or whatever town they're living in. They get away from it. Uh, there was a young woman that came several years back who had two, had three children. And when Christmas time came, she packed up and took them to Disney World for Christmas to get away from the environment and put the children in a whole different set of, a whole different situation.
0: So you're basically sort of avoiding, avoiding. does that work to avoid situations that might make you sad?
1: I wouldn't say it's avoiding. I think what it is, it's, to, it's knowing that we can't be there, that it's too painful to be there. So we put ourselves in another environment to help to ease the pain. Okay. And to make it easier for us to cope with the time of the year.
0: Now, as far as advice for people who want to help someone who's grieving, I know that you said, you know, to to lower expectations, don't expect that person to do everything that they did the previous years. Mm -hmm. Are there other tangible things that a person can do if they know someone has lost someone this year and the holidays are coming up?
1: You can offer to have them come to your home for dinner. And say, I know that maybe you may not be be able to come, but I want you to know that you're welcome to come here. You can even maybe go out and purchase a dinner for them and prepare it and take it to them to help them. Uh, Another thing is that if you invite somebody for dinner, make sure that that if they come in and they say, okay, I will come, but I can't guarantee that I'll stay the whole time, accept that accept the fact that they're doing the best they can at this time and as we said keep the expectations down that's what's really critical don't put a lot a lot of expectations on them because it only makes it harder for them
0: at what point would you say that a person who is grieving might need professional help
1: what i tell people is that they come in and we find that they're number one maybe their appetite has changed drastically and they can't eat or They might be suffering migraines or headaches. And if we're finding that these symptoms continue or they find that they can't sleep and it goes on for a long period of time, seek professional help. When you start to see symptoms of physical change and ailments that are like uncommon, get help. It's time
0: to, okay. Well, it occurs to me that some of our listeners may not be familiar with Hope for Bereaved. Can you tell us what this community organization stands for and what it's?
1: Hope for Bereaved, our main mission is to help those who are grieving the death of a loved one. Hope for Bereaved was started in 1978, one year after Tree Shenick's daughter, Mary, was killed in a car accident. And Tree said that first year she would have done anything to be in a room with people who were going through what she was going through. And in Christmas in 1978, she was working for Family Life through the Catholic Diocese of Syracuse and approached her boss, Father Joe Phillips, and said, I'd like to do a workshop for grieving parents at the holiday. And he agreed to it. They had no clue how it was going to turn out. And when that workshop came, that room was packed. And they did exactly what we do today in our workshop, offer suggestions, have speakers, and when it was all over, people come up, came up to her and said, when can we meet again? And that was to start a Hope for Bereaved. And in 1991, we moved away from the diocese, became independent, and we're going into our 40, 41st year of helping the bereaved.
0: So is this open to anyone in Syracuse, Onondaga County?
1: Anyone within Onondaga County or any of the surrounding counties. We have okay. people come from Cortland County, Cayuga, Oneida, Oswego, they come from all over.
0: Now, do you have one uh, support group for everyone, or do you have different? We have a
1: variety of support groups. We have two s- support groups a month for people who lost a loved one to drug overdose, two for suicide. We have one for parents who lost a baby at birth, another one for bereaved parents, for people who got to hold their children and to love their children for a period of time. And then we have uh, our general group, which, w- which is for anyone who has suffered the death of a loved one. We have 3 widow widower-widower groups, one for young widow widowers who are like in their 20s and 30s with young children at home. We have what we call our young at heart. They're like in their late 40s, 50s, and 60s. And then we have a senior group. And we have two groups that meet up in Oswego County
0: oh, okay. also. Uh, are any of these groups appropriate for children?
1: We do have youth programs. And what we ask people to do is call ahead if you had children that you want to bring so that we know that they're coming and we can set up and have a program ready for them when they come.
0: Now, do these groups meet monthly, weekly? All
1: groups, except for the drug overdose and a suicide meet. We, have, we meet on a monthly basis, but those two groups meet twice a month Okay, because they're so big.
0: And what's the cost for attending the groups? There
1: is no cost for our services at Hope. Our support group, our one-on-one counseling, and our newsletter is free of charge to the bereaved. And that's one of the things I want to touch on, too, that if you're finding it really hard this season to cope with the holiday that's coming up, give us a call. Come in. We're, we're, we have appointments available. We'd be happy to sit and talk with them. And, you know, offer them the suggestions, what they need. Sometimes we need to do one-on-one because sometimes we can't handle the group. It's too, our grief is too strong, and when we're sitting in a group, we find that it's overpowering.
0: Now, I know your website also has some resources available for people. That is that...
1: correct. We have our hope book that is now sold throughout the world. And uh, it's filled with a lot of different articles written by psychologists, therapists, counselors, and people who have actually gone through the grief process themselves. And they share what it was like for them and how they got through
0: it. Very useful information. Thank you to Walt Stein from Hope for Bereaved. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink On Air.